Hello everyone and welcome to the Power of Music Thinking. My name is Christoph Zürn and this is the podcast for people with a musical heart and a wicked job. We're looking for stories, insights and tools from the big world of music to inspire leaders and followers to listen, tune, play and perform in whatever field you're operating. Can we be successful in more than one field? What about the multiple me's we have developed in different areas? Today we're in Finland. My guest is Ilka Mekitalo, musician, teacher, CEO, co-founder of Housebase and conductor of Chiviskila Big Band. We chat about instruments, jazz and how to inspire young talents to compose for a big band. And we talk about organizational memory, organizational learning, organizational dynamics and how to change the world with a digital platform for facilitating dialogue in different contexts supported by AI. And we are talking about different meanings for AI when engaging people, like artificial intelligence, applied improvisation and appreciative inquiry. And Ilka shares his vision on leadership in a digital and remote world and how to grow an organization above 17 people and raise venture capital of about 12 million with strong cultural guiding principles. Ilka, hello and welcome to the show. Hello, it's great to be here with you. Ilka, let's get right into, into the first question. The power of music thinking is all about sounds, music and performance. And my first question is, what was your first memorable performance or concert that had an impact on you? Yeah, that's a good good question. Trying to go back back to history and think about the experiences. Uh, I think uh, I, I started playing myself when I was seven, and and my parents took took me quite often to the concerts, all kind of concerts, and I remember some records from home. There was just a few records that time. You, you know, nowadays it's so different environment. There was like less than five records at home in total. And so those were listened a lot. And also there, there was like, I'm always been fun of, of jazz and, and like pop rock music. And, and in the Finnish radio, there was one hour in a week playing that kind of music at that time. So, so, uh, Uh, like I'm, uh, I'm thinking that uh, nowadays when, when kids are growing, they have so much richer environment where to grow. But I think uh, it might have been something related to classical music, actually. Hmm. Maybe the local symphony orchestra and and feeling a bit uncomfortable sitting in in the chair and listening something that was quite hard and, and still being inspired by the sound of the orchestra oh that's oh that's interesting so sitting and being inspired by sound so then that's that's interesting so if it would have been a concert that you could stay as a, as a child might have been more 
more convenient. Mm. Yeah, oh. that's right. And and I would be curious. You you said about the five records. I really would be curious. Do you recall them? What the five were? <laughs> Uh, there was one kind of rock record that was mud. I don't know if you remember. It was a British mud. band. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a band from the seventies. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I even I think I've saw them in concert in the seventies. Okay. And yeah. then there was Lena Zavarotti, a young girl singing oh. with great voice. And then there was one one Latin orchestra playing like cha-cha-cha and that kind of music. <laughs> Maybe those were the records. And then there was one from Reader's Digest, or what is the, the brand, the yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of album of, of classical music. Ah, a, right. A red Box of records. Oh, great. So it's it to, to educate their, their, their readers. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Ilka. Um Can you tell us a little bit more about your background, who you are, and what you do for a living? Yeah, thanks. So I could say that uh, I've been talking one of my Dutch friends about multiple me's, and I, I think I uh, I can live several lives at the same time. So one side of my life is being a musician, and started with piano, then went to clarinet, then later on to saxophone, and and uh, studied classical music first, and, and then with the saxophone I ended up to a local big band in the 70s, and, and started to enjoy that form of music, and, and since that time I've been active with big bands, and been composing for big bands, and, uh, and also for professional theaters, but, but lately I've been mostly focusing on conducting bands. Mm. So, um, I also do a bit of conductor training by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm combining like different sides of my life that I'm going to tell now, <laughs> and uh, it, it's something that is uh, like really meaningful thing to do. And, and I'm conducting Uvascula Big Band, that is a kind of semi-professional big band, really, really good band, and we have really unique profile in performing new music and and do it it with with high standards and then uh like my real professional career is is uh, something else so i started uh, my career as a primary school teacher so wow. from educational sciences and of course specializing in music as well but but then uh when i started to work as a teacher i I first thought that, okay, it's something that you need to have to be able to live beside of doing music. But, uh, so it was something that my parents wished to, to have a safe life and, and not only to be a musician, you know, that kind of uh, assumptions and expectations from, from the family. But then uh, when I, uh, I started to focus on the work at school, then I was studying some more and find out like more involving, engaging pedagogies, pedagogics mm -hmm. like uh, collaborative learning, cooperational learning, and and different uh, uh, different traditions to learning. And we started to do things instead of read things. Mm -hmm. So we we created 
animations and multimedia presentations and movies and musicals and and had environmental projects uh, uh, tried to change the environment around us and and as a teacher so you were very yeah. active as a as a teacher to really bring it across yes yes project-based learning and problem-based learning and and wow. then then you know when you start to do things differently then other teachers are reacting to What the hell is that guy doing? And why those kids are running here and there? Why they are, they are not following the discipline that that we all others do have? Then I start to think, okay, uh, the, the the organizational change is something that I got curious about. So how could I help others to to do something similar to me? And how the whole school could be different mm. kind of school and. And that was early 90s, and that time there was a lot of freedom in Finnish uh, famous school, school system. So the curriculums were school-based, so not national as they often are. So mm, we had yeah. a lot of freedom how we are doing things, how we are organizing our way of working. And then I started to study some more about understanding organizational dynamics and systemic thinking and and uh, further education about uh, educational sciences uh, got familiar with action research and and narrative research and and, and so on so qualitative methods and and uh, then started to train other teachers and and also schools and school districts how the pedagogical change could move forward yeah. And then I've been always interested in technology. And uh, when I was at school, I thought that okay, how can we like do reverse curriculum by by uh, not following the plans, but co-creating the plans and documenting them as an organizational memory. Oh wow! So working and planning as a team, and then I created a kind of simple platform uh, like for organizational memory where we are planning reflecting sharing all the best practices that teachers next year can utilize that was ah. pre-internet pre time <laughs> and then i believe what, that, what that, is, that was it sorry to interrupt but yeah. was digital uh, uh, already yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. It was pre-internet, so you had you had it on floppy disks, or uh, <laughs> how, did you, how did you do that? We had Macs at school, and we had Apple Talk Network, local network. Uh, yeah. And then I was using HyperCard. Oh, all right. Uh, that, the beginning in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was the the platform, and also I thought that kids should not be uh, graded with numbers because mm. it's it's like It's too much judging, and we started to use like verbal and and written feedback instead of grading them. And then I created another software for that purpose. So how can you easily create like qualitative evaluation and and use that as a certificate? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Well, did did it help that you? Had a musical upbringing, or or the, your your experiences music was this the way of thinking, or is this a coincidence? Uh, I think it was somehow related to to music. So how I started with computers, there was like several different paths, but but I started to use um, not notator mm. in yes. Atari, that, that oh, was right. sequencer, and and it was able to print scores as well. And 
by by that I got more and more familiar with with computers. But uh, this this journey then uh, through the uh, teacher thing and and teacher training then led to uh, the utilization of of technology in a way that when we were organizing teacher trainings and we were with my colleagues we were really good getting people inspired and and then mm-hmm. it often happens that happened that uh, they came to the first training session three days together and then there was like uh, another session for three days and, and the third one okay in, in, the, in the first period and, and and session they were so inspired that oh we are going to change the world and then they went back as individuals back to their schools and when they came back to the next session they were like oh my god this is impossible and, and <laughs> we, we cannot do it, it and, and everyone was like saying the same thing so we were like losing energy and, and so on and for that purpose we created the first platform in 97 where it was based on like action research how we are exploring the change in our community at our own school and then we had like distributed teams so these individuals who were participating those who had the same interests they then uh, uh, started the team and then we had a platform where they shared their plans and experiences and reflections okay. so they could support each other even they di- didn't have local support for the chains and that was like game changing like all now it was pre- pre- before e-learning word was was yes. uh, established and it was like uh, exploration uh, collaboration uh, kind of thing teamwork in a way that that was really changing their lives and let's just double check we are now have 2021 we're in the 21st century <laughs> and uh, um, I'm still there are the the sea level talking about the same issues that you in 1997 as you said <laughs> already let's say it again so. yeah yeah so if i jump to what what i do today so i i open this uh, the, this talking with uh, multiple me so there, there's like this nerd in me so the technology this there's this uh, teacher and, and consultant and facilitator and then there's a conductor and musician yeah. and uh, so we we found it based on these first experiences a company called Humap in 99 mm-hmm. and from the day one we had technology department in there or one guy in the beginning of course creating <laughs> the, the the platform and and we were way too early, as as you can imagine, in the market. And and House Space, that is the name of my current company. It was a spin-off from Humap. Happened in two thousand eight, and during these twenty-two years, we have created something like forty different tools to wow. make impact for human beings and and human systems, organizations, and networks, and so on. And now we are only focusing on house space. That is a platform for facilitating dialogue in different contexts, supported by AI. And uh, it's like a perfect tool for those who are willing to change the world, uh, making organizational changes or or, uh, organizing workshops or interactive events and and so on. So that's like the, the job that we are focusing on. Hmm. And you're very successful because House Space is based in Helsinki, and as far as I've uh, read, you got some funding. 
I think only a month ago. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about this? And yeah. how many how many people are working at uh, House Space? Yeah. yeah. So we raised our A round in the beginning of May. That was 12 million. Uh, we uh, when we started to focus on House Space uh, four years ago, we were seven people. Uh, a bit more than a year ago, in the beginning of uh, two, 2020, we were around 20. Today, we are about 65. Wow, big growth. Yeah, quite a awesome people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, I haven't ever met, like, majority of my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's an interesting aspect as well. So how can you... Uh, how, how do you do the interviews? Uh, how do you how do you decide um, who would be in an added value to your company and would help where you're mm. working on? How do you yeah. do this? Uh, my understanding about organizations and human systems are it, it's based on idea of pretty flat organizations. You could mm. talk about teal organizations, but we are not like following some kind of guidelines we are like doing what we believe in okay uh, and i think that organization is like an organism so it's living it's it's splitting the cells in a way that it needs so I, i'm not in in the center of like recruiting and so on it it's done by the teams when they recognize oh. that now we need some some more help and so they are then growing their teams and and so on. So it's quite natural way. And when teams are too big, they, then they split themselves and, and focus on different issues. So like, I believe in that kind of natural development of hmm. human systems. We're talking about multiple me's and one is the conductor of a, a, a big band, which are more or less 16, 20 people. Mm. There. So is this the the size of the, of the teams? Yeah, actually, I had a dilemma for for years and years that I was never able to grow the company uh, above 17 people. It always like stopped there, so it was now I have the band and I cannot go for for a run. Uh, I, I think 17 is already quite a big one, and mm. and for example, I always try to kind of cross-pollinate the things from music and, and from the business about leadership and organization structures and, and so on. So the band that I'm leading is quite self-directed. So like okay. uh, sections are like teams. Hmm. So, so okay. for example, there might be like 10 saxophone players in the town who could be playing in the band. So they self-organize themselves that who are playing in this concert. Mm. They organize their the sectional rehearsals uh, and I don't touch to that process. So I'm, I'm just leading the, the self-directed teams. Oh, that, that's interesting. I, I, I like the analogy. Um, but what comes up uh, now as we speak is when they uh, you know talking about the saxophone sections, this would mean we don't have you don't have a diverse team. You have, let's say, only the saxophone players, <laughs> or only the the violins, or or only the the um, yeah the, the trumpets. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I assume that your teams are multi um, multi directional. So, 
that might be a different, right? Yeah, yeah. In business, we try to avoid silos and thinking that you are just in one team. Yeah. So we try to let every, everyone flourish and do the things they love. And you are not forced to, to just follow a work description that was done by someone else. And and uh, struct, the structures that we currently have in place, in-house base, are that we have regions and then we have functional teams. And so you have uh, the region where you have the, the shared customer, so you are talking about what customers do need, whether you are in marketing, let's say, so CSM and, and so mm-hmm. on. And then in the functional team, like sales team, then you are developing the processes and learning from each other and learning from other markets and, and so on. Uh, and then people can be like some people who are working in marketing, they have some customer cases like the customer success managers so that they know what is happening in order to do marketing well. So this kind of uh, jumping over the fences here and there is more than allowed. I think that's interesting because in when I look, let's say well, five to ten years back, a lot of companies went not to Finland but to Sweden to learn f- from Spotify how they are organized. And, mm. and, and, and this was for me really a heads up from, oh, hang on, banks or what what other companies go to um, uh, a company that is related to music or mm. you could also say da- data or anything else, but mm. music was their, their, their theme. Mm. And they learn from them how they organize. So I, I think that that's a really interesting one. Does this refer in any way how you are working? Are you also working in, in comparison ways and 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 is this then yeah the, uh, to, to give it a, a mark or, or name more the Nordic way in this this different to, to other companies uh, sorry other countries mm, I think uh, what what I think is similar with the band and with the company is that uh, we are both are really mission driven so mm-hmm. there's things that we would like to achieve, and it, it's not like uh, it's not material. It, it's more like the spirit of what we do and how we yeah. do things. And for example, with the band, I said that we have a unique profile, and it's it's about encouraging young talents to compose for the band. Mm, oh, interesting. So we have we have at least one concert a year. Where we are inviting and even trying to trying to get funding for the young talents to write their first piece for big band, uh-huh. and then we are coaching them, we are encouraging them, they are visiting the rehearsals so that they hear how it sounds, and and there's some sparring about. Uh, you could use some some mutes for the trumpets, or you can mm-hmm. you could duplicate these things, and there should be some some sky visible in the score so that it's not <laughs> fully written as you, as you can imagine that yeah. the first pieces might be way too heavy for, for <laughs> the band and, and yeah. that kind of things. And, and then you can imagine like young musicians having a new instrument and, and yeah. hearing quite a good band playing the, the music. It's really inspiring. And quite many of them have, has then been writing for us and, and, other bands, a lot of music, even their own concerts, and have done international career. 
careers and so on. And we've done this for almost 20 years now. So there's like more than 100 compositions that we have written for us and and a huge amount of composers that has been affected by our approach. And it's really inspiring even, you know, it's not always like perfectly written from the perspective of musicians, but it, it's always interesting. And, and then we are encouraging uh, everyone to, find their own voice so we are not giving them examples that you should sound like these writers but but try to find your own way of doing things and then in house space we have really strong cultural guiding principles that what kind of world are we willing to build and and Mm. because house space is used for transformation and change for uh, for human systems, we would like to be an example by ourselves. So how we work together should be something that house space as a product could be helping others to achieve as well. I didn't some, it really resonates with with me also that you you choose and 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 I think there there might be a story behind it because if you go from the why how what you focus on the how. Yes. And uh, and uh, in in the last uh, years, everybody's talking about why or purpose, and some people still don't get what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, with the what, we we have everything that we can ship and and, and market uh, to 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 everyone. But there's a big space in between to 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 use your words. And to uh, how, how do you do this? How can you bridge uh, the the why to the what? And I think um, in what you just said. I heard a lot of why, but w- without the, the name, purpose, or why. It's just like how how you are organized, and uh, th- that you made this uh, even as a product. So that's interesting to hear more a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, something that uh, we had to be humble with and kind of unlearn is that. You know, when when you as a consultant and facilitator and expert, you you believe in something. You have certain methods that you love to use and, and so on. So when we also came from that background and started to create software, it uh, in the beginning we thought that we know the truth and we create the technology to support that. Then we just educate everyone else that that do like like we do, and that will give you give you good results. But then we realized that mm, no one is interested about how we do things, but they are interested how they do things and what they ah. believe in. So instead of educating the market and, and telling that this is how you should be working, we, we went like to the meta level of different uh, uh, methodologies like workshop method, methods and facilitation tools and, and and so on. And personally, I've been training facilitators and running like hundreds of workshops or thousands of them. And, and then by that, I understand what are the ingredients, the elements of different methods. So in house space, we went to that meta level and, and created the components uh, that you can drag and drop to your your pages and and create your own way of working and digitalize it so so that you are not following like ready-made paths but but you can make your own dreams come true by creating something that you can then duplicate and and share and and utilize 
And another thing is that quite often people tend to move the things that are physical to the digital world. Mm-hmm. Like like when you use flip charts and post-its, then you have a whiteboard where you have a digital whiteboard where you have a post-its and, and, and all that. But uh, it, it works. There's great tools in that area. And what can be do differently in digital world is, for example, that the experience that we can achieve in an in-person workshop with 10, 15 people, when we are adding uh, technology and AI to that, we can change so much so it can happen asynchronously. It can happen in different locations. With the support of AI, instead of 15 people, you can have 15,000 people in the process. And it still makes sense and have the same effect to the participants. I'm heard. We are creating something together. But if you try to do digitally, like 15,000 people yeah. who post it, uh-huh. no way. It's, it's, it's a chaos. <laughs> so it's, a, it's really the scalability also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe nice to to explain to people that are not good in in abbreviations like AI. You know, if we're talking about music and we take, talk about AI, I would say it's applied improvisation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's also artificial intelligence. Is there something? Uh, are there two sides in the in the, in, in in this interpretation uh, in 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 house space? So. When we talk about AI, there's also so appreciative inquiry. That is also one AI. That is one of the theories behind what we do. So starting from things that work, and not focusing on negative things, because where where you focus, that becomes important, and then that either gives you energy or takes your energy. Mm. And I think quite often when you are doing something around change. You are starting from the problems, not from the things that already work, and that's something we are also trying to uh, to promote in a sense. No, nice. Um, I try to to visualize. Um, uh, I've seen house space, but it, because we 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 don't show something because this mm-hmm. is a podcast. Mm-hmm. I try to let's say how people can understand what it is. So it's a platform where you log in and you can. Um, Yeah, configure this platform with questions, with a video, and then people would do things like they would do uh, what they did the last year with uh, programs like Miro or, 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 or Mural or any other whiteboard, and they would, in a workshop uh, together or asynchronous, so meaning uh, one is doing one thing at one day and someone else uh, on another day. And then the big thing is, how do you bring this together? And as I fi- as far as I've understood, then there is some kind of artificial intelligence that can read these words and and, and bring them together and, uh, I say some kind of word cloud or some kind of summary. And um, is, is, is this the way how it works? Yeah, so I think Uh, we have pretty strong uh, kind of process approach. So we are focusing on on people, the cohorts that are working together, and then the process design. So it's not just one workshop. It's not just one training session. It's the whole whole process that can be like a short one or even years long. Mm. So, yeah. so uh, it can be 
an organization uh, change project. Such a simple example could be that where we started actually with the house base that, okay, there's, there's a video from the management where they are inviting people, not telling, not giving orders, but inviting them to co-create something together. So that, okay, we feel that we need to renew our values or we would like to hear what how you see the market developing because you are working with the customers and we are here quite far away from the from the customer uh, context. So please help us to bring the information that you have and we are listening to you. We are really eager and, and curious to hear your voice. Then you can design the process that is it, are you willing to hear teams? So give voice for the teams and local dialogue or individuals or how you are like facilitating the dialogue, who is speaking, who is listening and, and what are the term, mm-hmm. uh, terms in there. So in a simple, smaller cases, it might be that uh, it might be teams. So every team is invited to watch the, the management video together, discuss locally and write what they think as a team. And what I believe about organization cultures is that it's co-created in in local discussions, discussion by discussion. And as a manager, you can never capture that because when you enter the room, it changes the dialogue. Yeah, right. And if you make a survey, it's individual voices, not the dialogue. Right. And and by that you can enter, and because you were curious and you invited people, you are welcome also to do some interventions, to ask more questions, to suggest something, and and so on. Mm-hmm. So you can think about W thing that something starts from the top, goes down, then comes back to top and goes back to back downwards. So having this kind of organizational dialogue going through the organization. And people think that, okay, we co-created the strategy. We did it. So mm-hmm. there's no need for implementation because it was uh, co-created. Okay. That's the that's a big difference compared to other change projects. What, what about things like trust? And uh, like, uh, and and you you literally give people a space, and and what you just said, a local space to 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 discuss, and but there's also the AI, and some people would say, from oh, hang on, um, I don't know how I can trust the system mm-hmm. um, if I say something, maybe later. CEO or who else knows that I was the one, and if, it, if it's a good thing, you want to know. You want everybody to know that, that you are the one. Um, if it's um, something critical, you would like not like to share it uh, immediately. Mm. Yeah, Is this yeah. an issue you are dealing a lot? And by the way, it's also to 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 add on that one part. It's also the basics of improvisation. If mm. you don't feel uh, safe in your group you mm. cannot improvise very good yeah, then you yeah. just play what you know because it's yeah. safe yeah, and, yeah. and the audience would say from oh this was not spectacular so i see yeah. there mm. yeah. a, a parallel yeah yeah exactly so um because i i mentioned that we are in the meta level and and we built the elements for the processes so as a as a designer of the process, facilitator, leader, whatever is your role, you can decide that, okay, this will be done anonymously. Or you, we are using the, the team voice instead of individuals. Or mm. you cannot see others' comments before you have answered yourself. Or you see just your own answers. Mm. Or, or it's all transparent with the name and face and, and so on. So you can cover the whole variation. So how ready your organization is for transparency. 
and we know that there's, there's different cultures in different organizations, different countries, and, and we as uh, developers of the software, we, we need to like let people follow where they are, and it might be encouraging them to be more transparent in the next process and, and so on. So there has to be that kind of scalability for different cultures. And then uh, we think that AI is helping people to meet each others and understand each other. So our AI is not communicating like bots with mm-hmm. individuals. Yeah. It's, it's like making it visual that what we think together and then you can explore like having different uh, profile information that, okay, show me summary about what composers in Germany are thinking about this or what musicians in the UK are thinking about this mm-hmm. and what, what kind of themes there, there is popping up. And then it's all real time. So it's not like reporting. It's part of the process. So while we are even in real time moments, let's say that we have 500 people uh not listening to a presenter, but but thinking together. So they, everyone is writing what they think or sharing their experiences. Then the word cloud or summaries, they, they are appearing and changing constantly. And then they are active. So if you think that, okay, I'm really curious about that collaboration. So click the word, you, will, you get the filtered uh, uh, version of the chat, and then you can discuss about collaboration. Ah, and then the theme cluster is having like a bigger vision that is not word based, but it's the trained models about different themes and and mm-hmm. also untrained, unsupervised models that are created on the fly. So even with fifteen thousand participants, everyone can find the area of the dialogue. So discussions within the discussions mm. that you can dive in. Oh, it's also like uh, analyzing. So it's also uh, not only for the people who organize it. So everybody could do this filtering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that so that's that's very tra- transparent. So it's not just that the people who set up the, yeah. the the whole program. So everybody could could see like maybe there's a certain word they would like to see. Does this come back? Mm. Or uh, and and everybody could see. From, oh, some other people are using it in the same way, or maybe in a different mm. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In in this sense, it's also good. You you yeah. We talk we talked about learning and about teaching, which, mm. which are two different things. Teaching is you tell other people how it is, and learning is you understand the difference. Mm. So people can in this way also learn how they how how they how, how the culture is instead of that the culture is teach to some people people can understand from oh wow when i do this this will happen in the organization if i want to change maybe i should change my behavior hmm. exactly and and of course you can also decide that who is see, seeing the ana- analysis so it can be used for reporting and for organizers or it can be active part of the facilitation of the process and and just today i was happily testing like new approaches that can be taught to machine uh, machine learning algorithms so uh, you uh, everyone has seen word clouds but normally they are just counting the words mm. but, uh, we have AI that is understanding the semantics and different versions of the same words and understands more than 100 language and and so on and now because it, it has this kind of understanding uh, we will introduce perspectives to the word cloud so 
is it focusing on things or a descriptive way of using language? So uh-huh. like emotions and, and adjectives and, and so on. So you can have like different approaches to it. Oh, wow. And then when it's updating real time, now we are adding also algorithms. If you are liking things, they are coming bigger in the word cloud. So you, first you collect ideas and then you can rank those and then you can see that, ah, those things are going uh, showing up from there. Uh, that's that's interesting. Also talking about language, and you said it's multi-language, but is it also multi-language in the same system or do you have you to choose one language? Uh, it so it understands several languages at the same time, but then it's showing well, the results in one selected language that yes. it recognizes as a main language. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's interesting. But I, I'm I say this because um, I'm triggered on the, on that part. We speak now English. That's not our first language, not right. yours, not mine. And I'm living in a country where I also not use my first language. And sometimes I realized when I when I hear myself back on 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 recordings that in another language I'm using a little bit more words than I would use in my own language. Okay. Because sometimes I need this extra half sentence to say something where I already know a word. And mm. I'm also I'm living 20, 21 years in the, in the, in the other country. Um, it's There's still something where, where you're looking for, for, for words. So that's interesting to, to bring in that semantics mm. and, and, and to, to try to find words or descriptions ab- about it to bring this uh, f- further. Um, there's an, an, an another aspect that uh, when we do um, uh, change projects, uh, yesterday we did we, we did a workshop where we with a group first um, um, no where we had two groups and one group was working more on uh, words and visuals and the other group started more with sounds and later we switched the groups and then we had the discussion what was more easier to do and um, people um, reacted to us and said you know it's in it sounds like sound would be um, more difficult to do but the good thing is there's you, you can use a sound without a direct meaning so so you can just start and try to connect with each other in some sounding ways and, and later you, you give it meaning Instead, the other group, they started with the, the visuals, with the text, and then the sound was just you know, some kind of uh, uh, audible wallpaper. So I also thought this might be also interesting, maybe maybe not for house space, because um, I can understand for, for a program, you would do uh, certain things online, in the system, distribute it, but you could also... Um, uh, support this with local with local workshops where you do different things and maybe load them up as a video or something else again there in the same system yeah we try to support like every possible way to collaborate so uh, as I mentioned same time different time same location different location and and also uh, giving possibility possibilities to have online meetings in house space so there's video conferencing inside house space as well and what we are planning to do next autumn is also uh, you uh, having like the stream of your meeting going to AI to be trans- transcribed and then going back to our current AI 
to to visualize what we are talking about. Mm. So not writing things down, but in the end of the meeting, you could have like a summary of the meeting. Mm. And we, we have been like prototyping things like uh, creating to-do lists or, or uh, creating agendas. So for mm. example, uh, we, we did some, uh, some things like uh, we were planning our internal development days and there's two questions about what do we need to focus on and and what do we need to talk about and and based on that then we created like prototypes about creating these kind of things that okay here's agenda and it can also reserve certain amount of time based on how much we are talking about it and so how important it it looks like or in the end of the meeting, you'd have the to-do list, and then you just confirm it. Okay, sounds like that's what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy things can be uh, done, and and even th- with the first test, I think the accuracy of these things it was something like eighty percent. That that it, it was already with quite limited teaching material for the machine learning, mm-hmm. we were able to create quite relevant uh, things. Just wonder when, um, because different uh, um, companies in, in in different countries now are using this uh, system. Yes. Is there any difference? And uh, I say this because uh, in the in the think tank uh, where where I'm working, we have something like um, Generation Co. And Generation Co. is uh, the, the the generation that we think is now finally generated because sure. the baby boomers already had um, a different uh, or, or parts of the baby boomers had a different way to see the world um, and and the generation x so every generation has something that's in common and something that is conscious and conscientious and i'm i try to find out if if this digital tools to, to know it like this um are helping to shape more a co-creative mindset uh, or or is there something where you say there's a, a certain like you know normally we'd say uh, older people have more problems with uh, digitization than younger people which i think is just a hypothesis um, mm. but the question is do do you see on 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 that level differences uh, i think that uh Of course, there is some differences, but it's kind of an individual thing as well. Hmm. So uh, sometimes people, like I know many innovators who are already retired, and when they see house space, they can say that, oh shit, I should have been born 20 years later. That, That would have changed my life. So they are... So, uh, so thinking that I lost this possibility that you currently have with this kind of tools. So, I what I try to do myself is like uh, slow down my thinking. You know, I'm I'm 57 at the moment, and I have a lot of experiences, and it's so so easy to like judge new things that oh, I've seen that and and it doesn't work and. <laughs> And you know, and that is like killing people around me if, if I yeah. do that way. But I, I always try to slow down and think that my first reaction is that no, that this doesn't work. But is is that true? Uh, 
what what should I learn? The context is different than before. Yes. And so so keeping my mind open to see the new possibilities and, and not to be judging anything at least too quickly. <laughs> and that, this is something I t- try to preach also about that. Please keep your minds open and 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 uh, well be welcoming for new ideas and new ways of working. So try it out. It doesn't take that much energy and time if you are just giving uh, it a chance. Very good, very good, and and that part. So that's sometimes the downside of experience, and uh, and I think the essence is you can't compare experiences in this way because things that might not work before might work now because of technology because of mindsets because of everybody now is doing it and uh, and that's also for me uh, a thing like i think every trend has a counter trend so when we go more digital we 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 like to go more offline and it, this was also during the pandemic a lot of people went outside into the woods or in, in, into into nature because they were really longing for something else that's not square because mm-hmm. everybody's sitting sure. behind the computer it's uh, that's an interesting part so what would be your um, is there um, what's your current project for for let's say house space what, what are the the goals for now uh so our mission can be described in a way that uh we would like to uh help individuals in organizations to enjoy not only their work but their life and and then organizations to let people to be themselves and, and flourish and not to create structures where where people are suffering and how this can can be done is having the best possible tools for creating the dialogue that is helping the organization to to utilize the the knowledge and and skills of the people working in there and that's like quite often restricted by hierarchies and power positions and and all that the traditions uh, think that they they have to do even they I think they don't have to do <laughs> so yeah. so being more open minded and and more willing to to listen to others and when we see that this starts to work in organizations then it seems to be spreading out to new areas like like municipalities and even societies and even uh, how this planet how we are taking care of this planet yeah. so i'm really happy to see like one in one case there was like 500 schools writing kids uh, in the primary school level writing manifesto for the environment that oh. is a, a school environmental manifesto and now there's like millions of trees uh, that they have been how do you yeah. say uh, put, put into the forest and and now we are working with multiple projects with the united nations where mm. they are taking care of our planet in in many senses and and how can we uh, train our 
machine learning to help to solve the conflicts, even global conflicts, help people to understand each other in a way that is, is helping in peace negotiations. Or I know that this is like a really high level goal, but but so we are not just creating a, a, a business. Yeah, we are we are selling software. We are uh, like we have a higher mission. <laughs> Wow, that sounds that sounds really really promising, and it it also looks or it sounds like your multiple me's are connected in that way that there is no conflict, <laughs> so <laughs> that they help each other and and go together. And I think that's an interesting one talking about politics. So when we have the elections, and we just had elections in the in the, the beginning of the year, and in Germany there are also elections, and we know how long it takes uh, until the, um, a new uh, uh, a new government is formed. So I also see, <laughs> just thinking out loud, something. Hmm, we 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 could uh, try to 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 yeah to think about how this could be could be changed or for for projects, uh, local projects, and bring people together where you already know that there are different ways of uh, different perspectives on the same thing. But as a matter of fact, you have to work together and you have to do something to, 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 to bring it uh, further. So, and, and what, what are your plans for, for the big band? <laughs> so, we have not been able, able to play since last September. Yeah. So, uh, dreaming about Uh, having a concert now we are planning to have a concert in July and there will be a soloist coming from from the States and a local choir and we are going to do Rhapsody in Blue from Gershwin and uh, this Uvascular Big Band it had last year uh, our 50th, 50th anniversary and we were planning to have a a big, big concert to celebrate that, but it was cancelled. So yeah. looking forward to have something like that in the, in the wow. near future. That's a tradition, 50 years of mm. uh, of uh, the big band. When in, in what year are we when House Space is 50? <laughs> so we started in 2008. With the big band, I, I started as a conductor in 95. So... 26 years so more than a half of the band's history oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so thank you very much uh, ilka for sharing your your company insights your personal insights and also your your musical insights um if people would like to connect with you how 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 should they do this uh i'd love that and and maybe linkedin is the best way to do it so please send invitations and, and messages through that and and maybe um, i will put everything uh, all the emails and and all yeah. the all the linkedin links into the show notes yeah. right so thank you very much Thanks, and, yeah we wish you luck with the with the house space thank you it was a pleasure thank you so much for listening i really appreciate this Because listening is one of the top leadership skills and I feel honored about this. It is my mission to find, create and share inspirations for meaningful collaboration based on music analogies. If you want to support this, please subscribe to the podcast, 
give us a rating or write a review on iTunes or Spotify. And more inspirations can be found on musicthinking.com. We have a blog and you can download the Music Thinking Framework. And finally, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you need help with a business challenge, please reach out to me via email podcast at musicthinking.com. Wow, 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 wow.